0: Spooky! Yeah.
1: Uh, weird! <laughs> Alright, welcome everyone back to another wonderfully weird episode of my weird little podcast. Yay! So, um, I'm pretty excited about today. Today, I get to just chime in with my funny quibs and uh, my clever little insights as Roxana is going to talk about uh, very interesting topic I actually did the same topic on our other podcast Hollywood's Haunted so I've spent the last week or so trying to forget everything that I learned so it will be a surprise I have uh taken many uh classified declassified serums from the CIA to uh brainwash myself Uh, I've been abducted by aliens they probed me we're good
0: <laughs> <Okay>. do <Don't. laughs> right. to go to your personal life. That's okay.
1: <laughs> What's that thing in like Men in Black where like the clicky pen thing that they
0: yeah, yeah. mind erase? Yeah, and, yeah. I probably they, should
1: have just led with that. Just been oh like
0: my, they just flashed like <laughs> <zooped to> yeah. <you. laughs>
1: um, but uh. I actually have an interesting story that okay. I wanted to tell you about. Let's just let's just say what the topic is. You know, yeah.
0: Right now, to yeah, say, just it. say, it. Okay. say oh, it, yeah, it's uh, Skinwalker Ranch.
1: Yeah. So this be the one on Skinwalker Ranch, the one at the ranch, the one with the ranch, the one, the so, one. Well, with, there's
0: some ranches out there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like the one at the ranch, but uh the one the one at Skinwalker Ranch. Let's just say that. That's fine. Oh,
2: yeah. Um
1: so I have a story to yeah, tell okay. you before we get into this. So to my listeners, um I'm sure you've all already guessed that I work at a very weird place that I will never tell you. <laughs> I will never mention by name. Uh however, so okay, so how do I how do I talk about this story? Weird stuff happens at this museum, and uh, not a museum scratch that weird stuff happens at this place that I work at, um, and we get interesting people coming through. Okay, so not- uh, <laughs> so we were hiring last week, and people were showing up to you know go on interviews and stuff. So I was working a, a position outside and this man walks up and he's like, hey, I'm here to set, see insert manager's name here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I made I kind of made a joke about the manager, like, don't be intimidated by him when you see him, you know, da-da-da, you know, he's whatever. And I made like a dumb joke, which I'm not going to repeat on here because I'm pretty sure my manager listens to this podcast (laughs) and uh so he uh I was like oh are you here to see and have an interview and he was like no I'm here to drop off some stuff and I'm like "Oh, oh okay um and he had a very ominous Ziploc baggie in his hand with something wrapped up in a paper towel and I'm like, is this a drug deal? It's like, is this a drug <laughs> deal? Are you, are you my manager's candy man? What is happening right now? You know. Um, what are your products? To- <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so, he, he mentions that he's part of, like, the fire department. He does, like, their fire safety there uh, at the building. And uh, he then goes leaves, talks to the manager, I assume, you know, and then I see him leaving and I was like, oh, okay, have a good day. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I feel better now that I got rid of that, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, so for my listeners who have no idea where I work, um, or what I do, it is, it is a place that we collect very strange things and that is what we show to the public are strange things somewhat like a museum, somewhat like a pawn shop. It's a collection of items that are displayed for the public. So I find out that this guy donated cursed arrowheads and uh, that he believes that he saw a skinwalker or a cryptid when he saw this arrowhead And, uh, he, um, found it at the same time that he had an encounter with a strange creature. There's a lot more to the story. I probably am not allowed to say it or talk about it, so I can't, I'm not going to get really into it. I don't know if this item would ever be on display in our collection or what's going to happen to it, but that's as much information I feel about giving out there. But. so that's a thing that happened.
0: Hmm. Yeah. The does <laughs> the story tonight. Yeah. Skinwalkers, curses, Native American lore. Yeah. So, um, I guess I can start off with talking about what a skinwalker is. Uh, mm-hmm. People have heard about it. Uh, it is a Navajo myth about these evil. Shamans uh, that could turn into animals of their choosing, kind of like werewolves, but instead of it being controlled by the moon, it was something that they could do at will, and were again, more of the sinister shamans, not you know those that are going to heal or give you good advice, but those that are using this power towards ill. And there was rumor that the area where Skinwalker Ranch is located now actually does have a Navajo curse on it. So back in 1860, there's a couple of Native American tribes. Now on the actual land where Skinwalker Ranch is, uh, that's where the Oot Uh, resided and they were not very um, uh, peaceful with the Navajo. The Navajo tended to be very aggressive and would even take some of the Ute to be their, their slaves. So there was a bit of aggression. And in 1860, there was the end of a treaty between both of them. And the Navajo, it is rumored to say that they cursed that land. And it's, they released skinwalkers onto that land. So these evil shamans that change into these large creatures. Now these large creatures have been sighted around that area. And that's where the the skinwalker ranch kind of comes from. But that's not the only weird thing that's actually been happening in this area. So originally, uh, before it kind of got the nickname of skinwalker ranch, it was known as Sherman Ranch, and it was about 512 acres. Now, to kind of put that in perspective where I'm employed, which is Universal Studios, uh, we're 400 square acres, and that's a lot Mm -hmm. of land. So this is about, you know, a good 112 acres more to kind of give the idea. So Yes, if you've ever been to Universal Studios, to the theme park, and to the movie studio. It consider all of that land where we are located, and even some even some more, like maybe a part of the golf course, the lakeside golf course that everybody's asking about. And they're like, if you have to ask how to get into it, you probably can't afford to be a mm, part of it. No, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but that's that's pretty much how big this land is and it's, it's in the, uh, I've heard it pronounced, but I always say it, I'm going to say it wrong. In the Utah County, in the Utah basin, Utah basin. And that's, uh, in Southern Utah, South of Ballard, which would be the, the closest city there. So it's pretty remote. Uh, the ranch is surrounded by either, uh, native reservations or other private ranches. So it's not where, uh,
1: where mm-hmm. this guy was like he was like hunting when he found those uh uh arrowheads. He said he was in Utah at the time and uh that he saw a huge creature that's like it was a massive beast that he saw. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean it it lines up, you know.
0: <laughs> exactly um uh that area not only is known for the large sightings of the skinwalkers but bigfoot people have also said and again it could just be these large creatures that people are seeing but something else that happens pretty frequently are ufo sightings i mean even as far back as the 1970s so this was long before skinwalker skinwalker ranch became a thing cuz it really didn't become well, known to the general public until the early 2000s when the book, The Hunt for the Skinwalker, uh, was released. And I'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. But even before that, this area was kind of known for UFO sightings. Uh, then in the mid 1990s, that's when articles about the actual Sherman Ranch uh, began appearing in the Deseret News and also in the Las Vegas Mercury. Uh, Investigative journalist George Knapp was the one that created these articles. He went out and interviewed the Sherman family, and they kind of were telling their story about what had happened. Now, before the Sherman family lived there, it was owned by Kenneth and Edith Myers, who owned the ranch since 1934. Now, apparently they passed away and they were having some trouble getting rid of the land. So in 1994, that's when the Shermans uh, with their two kids bought the land for, for cattle ranching. Now, of course, people said that Kenneth and Edith never reported any weird things that were happening but neighbors said that when they were younger and they would go and they would help out, Kenneth, like with baling hay, that he always made sure that they were home and off the property before dark. So even though nothing was reported and they never said they saw anything, they knew well enough that the canyons in that area and over by the Mesa, that that was not a place that you wanted to be after dark on their property, but never said why. So then the Sherman family, they're the ones that purchase the property and they only owned it for about 18 months because weird things began happening. Uh, Of course we get the, the lights. They started seeing weird lights Uh, not only in the sky, but emanating from the land as well. Like they were coming from the ground. So it's not just, oh, it's, um, shooting stars or it's lightning. Like they thought maybe experiments were happening or people were out there. They, they just, they didn't know it was exactly what was happening, but they knew something about it was off. Um, Another thing that happened was the the sighting of a large wolf. So close to when they first got to the ranch, they spotted what looked to be a huge wolf, about three times the size of a regular wolf. And the way they a- it acted, they thought it was probably maybe somebody's pet because it seemed very calm, not calm, but it didn't seem like afraid of them. It didn't seem disturbed or acting like a a wild animal would. So they thought, okay, maybe it's a a tame wolf. And then the the wolf grabs one of the calves in its mouth. And then that's where Terry Sherman fires his gun at it. And he hits it once and the wolf doesn't really react. I think he fired multiple times until finally uh, the wolf lets go of the calf and then walks away, disappears. And it didn't go down. It was not killed. They went over and they found like a chunk of flesh. And they said that the, the flesh looked really old. Um, I didn't quite know what they meant by that, but no. that it wasn't something that was fresh and new. So that seemed a bit odd to them as well. Uh Talking about the cows. They actually had a few cows disappear. And they didn't realize that the cows had actually just disappeared until they were like searching all of their property and they just couldn't find these cows. I mean, if you take a look at pictures of the area, sure, it's it looks like, you know, mesas and grassy yeah. areas, canyons, but they're, they're ranchers. They know the cows can only go so far and they're like riding their horses, riding and riding, not finding the cows. And they just had to give up and be like, they they've... Gone and disappeared. Uh, one cow, they said, was super weird because you saw the tracks in the snow, and then no tracks anywhere. Like the cow had just been sucked up straight into the air, and there is no. If care. they
1: had been killed, there would be evidence, right? There would mm-hmm. be like carnage and evidence, you know, left behind of some yes, sort. And,
0: and there was some carnage left behind in some instances. Uh, but about out of the seven that disappeared, uh, for them, nothing. They got nothing back whatsoever. Uh, they found, when they did find remains of the cows, they had been mutilated in a really strange fashion, not like what you would find from a wild animal.
1: Uh-huh. The mutilations
0: were very precise, uh, surgical. Uh, no blood anywhere. Like it had almost been done with lasers. They're taking like these weird parts of the cow. Like they'll take a a piece of the eye, like they'll core into the eye and take just a, a chunk of that. Um, super interested in taking chunks out of the rectum. I don't know, but that was a common thing where pieces of the rectum had been cored out. Like, you know, they just went in there. Got the rectum and then went off. Uh, a lot of the udders and inner genitalia were also removed as well. So they were really taking the pieces of the cow that we, as people, wouldn't bother with. You know, if somebody's yeah. going to come onto your land, if an animal or a person, they're going to go for like the meats or the better tasting organs. You're not yeah. really going for, you know, pieces of the eye, the udder, and the butthole. Yeah, like yeah, that's just huh. not what we do. Also, <laughs> the- <laughs> you, you don't
1: eat cow butthole. That's not. It's not well, your delicacy.
0: Estents, but you know, I don't know. Just coring out the butthole, <laughs> and then taking it with you. <laughs> I don't know. It's not really common. <laughs> in planet earth you know, you know you don't go to a restaurant and like oh yes I would like <laughs> the beef butthole please yeah.
2: I remember first hearing about the sorry to interject but um, I remember first hearing about skinwalkers and stuff and hearing about like yeah they, certain things missing like that and then some like uh, certain skeptics were saying that it was because of like some like bacterial
0: infection
2: that would just certain eat only certain parts. Was that something that you came across when you were looking this up?
0: Yeah. The, the skeptics always have like these weird, well, theories about stuff, but it just doesn't make sense because this was happening very quickly. Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. it was happening over a long period of time. Whereas a cattle rancher, you're going to find these infections, but literally happening in the minutes of five minutes to okay. where the sun was out there with the cow the cow disappears, bam, they find it in a tree and its butthole is missing. Like bacterial infections are going to take some time. You're going to see it. There's, it doesn't happen in five minutes and then transport the cow into the tree. Like how does the bacteria do that? That is fascinating, right? Yeah, explain
2: that, Pat. <laughs> oh, no, I was just
0: wondering. So <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, that's like, that's what, what the, the skeptics, across. you know.
2: Because yeah exactly, yeah, well, when I had butthole bacteria, <laughs> <laughs> it actually took me six minutes, so I guess
0: that makes sense, <laughs> right exactly, um, but you know, as a cattle rancher y- your first thought is gonna be towards, oh, it's a bacteria that's eaten my cow's butthole, not what is this weird thing happening, you know we we don't think of uh. Cattle ranchers as being—they're—they're uh, they're not like actors in LA where they need attention and that kind of thing. Mm-mm-mm, I'm trying to see if they're—I'm trying to get the the dimensions. That was another weird thing here. Yeah, ba ba ba.
2: The I dimensions
0: it,
2: uh, originally like just because I don't know shit about raising you know, cattle or what do happen, what type of injuries happen, you know, so I don't really know anything from that. And, and like, when we're listening to someone on, uh,
1: you were so quiet that we can't hear you. Oh yeah. So I was like yeah. just listening to someone at
2: work the other day that uh, was talk, saying about how two-headed cattle are really a heat common thing, you know, when
1: in, in an right. where
2: you're breeding a lot of cattle, you know, so like eventually it happened, you know, every so often, you know, I was like, oh, that's weird. It's something I never would have guessed.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um another thing that they were noticing well, okay, so this is this is the weird part because of the just the precise precision. So the first cow, uh when they found it, it had a hole in the center of its left eyeball. And that was the only thing that was taken. No blood, nothing else, and there was a strange chemical like odor present. Later, a second cow was found, similar old hole in the left eye, uh, it was a six inch hole about one inch, oh, uh, sorry, the six inch hole about one inch deep was from its butthole. So it had both the hole in the left eye and, and its butthole also removed as well with the same chemical smell. So it's like there's bacteria only focusing on the left eye and then it moves to the butthole. Like it just is not following a bacterial pattern, I guess. Um, And they weren't the only ones, apparently. They were talking to the neighbors and the neighbors are like, yeah, it happens every once in a while. We'd report it, but, you know, the cops come out. It's like, there's nothing we can do. So it's a bit of a waste of time. So it was just kind of a thing that happened in the area but also kind of the thing that people just didn't talk about it because you don't want to seem like you're the crazy person. So the the Shermans weren't alone in these cattle mutilations. They were just the ones that were not used to it. <laughs> and so when George Knapp came out to talk to them, uh, they were willing to, to tell them what had happened. Uh, also, sometimes uh, they would notice like, areas where the cows looked like they had been abducted, the tops of the trees uh, looked like they had been cut off as well. Oh, weird. Yes. So again, how does the bacteria do that? Yeah, Pat. <laughs> yeah, Pat. How did the bacteria do that? Bacteria. <laughs> yeah. bacteria. So, yeah, they just kept finding their cows... Uh, with their missing buttholes. Uh, Another weird thing that happened was a bunch of their bulls went missing and then reappeared in like this little storage unit and they were alive. They were just all unconscious and just stacked in this, in a very precise way that a really a person would have had a hard time doing that in this, again, you, the little white storage unit, so that was also another weird thing that was happening with their cows. Uh, they would get crop circles that were starting to appear in their in their fields. Uh, that was a new thing that was happening to them. Uh, when they first got there, they noticed like a weird circular indentation, but uh, Terry Sherman thought it was maybe like a tree stump that had been re- removed or something like that. And then these weird... Shapes begin to appear again in like precise uh measurements on their their fields uh-huh. uh, they had multiple experiences with lights following them uh Mrs. Sherman said that actually a light uh would follow her home uh they said that it almost was like there were strange portals as well, and that the the portals would open up and something would come out of those portals, you know, UFOs. Uh, it was so common. They kind of got used to like the different types of UFOs, uh, that were out there. Uh, one point, um, they were hearing voices that they couldn't quite understand that sounded like it was coming from the sky above them. Uh, so that's, Again, how does the bacteria do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but another thing too: the 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 cows that were getting abducted or mutilated were like the best cows, the ones that would have made the most freaking money. And you can't yeah. sell a cow dead without its butthole. Apparently, just and that also reeks of chemicals, so people yeah. are not going to.
1: That man's livelihood, so it's like, why would he be doing this just for attention, you know? Right,
0: that's the wrong kind of attention because people are gonna say they're oh, they're crazy or that kind of thing. Um, that's a really- but again, they, they weren't the only ones seeing stuff, they were just the ones that were saying it. Uh, because everybody there or everybody in the area kind of talks about how they see the lights. It was also uh, pretty interesting. You can see videos of people putting up the cameras. There's that whole show, The Secrets of Skinwalker Rant, and it captures them. Uh, You can actually see it for yourself, these weird lights, and it's not coming from the sky. It's almost as if there's somebody out there uh, with like a flashlight or these big floodlights that are just shining it on the trees or on the side of the rock. I mean, it it does not look something nature made. Uh, the Sherman family went ahead and sold their property after only being on it for 18 months. So they sold it in 1996 to... Where is it? I have it... Oh, they sold it to Robert Bigelow for $200,000. Now, to give you an idea of how much money that is, we're going to go back to my job, Universal. $200,000 is how much it took to transport the plane from the beginning of the War of the Worlds uh, alien plane crash That's how much it took to transport it from the Plain Graveyard in the Mojave Desert out to the Universal lot. So that's $200,000. They sold that 512 acres to Robert Bigelow, who was very interested in studying this phenomenon. So uh, Robert Bigelow had NIDS, National Institute for Discovery Science, uh, begin investigating the ranch and setting up equipment and, you know, trying to collect as much information. Now, the thing is, not quite sure if the information was inconclusive or they didn't find anything because not a lot of it was really made public. There is the book Hunt for the Skinwalker Ranch, which was released in 2005, written by Colm A. Keller and George map. And then that's when publicity for this area became further known. Now, while the NIDS Institute was there, strange stuff was also happening. So for example, uh, one of the researchers saw this large creature kind of just hanging out in a tree and like the wolf that the sherman saw didn't seem to be surprised or startled it was just lounging there uh, and so the researcher uh started firing at it cuz he said it had these glowing yellow eyes other people say that they've seen large creatures out there with glowing red eyes this one had the glowing yellow eyes he shot at it it didn't really seem too disturbed and then finally it hopped out of the tree and and it Fucked off pretty much. That's a scientific term. Fucked off. <laughs> uh so then the researcher goes over to see these the footprints that were left behind by this creature and he said that it was like the weirdest footprints he had ever seen. It was like this one round circular print. And then like almost like these two like it like there were talons or something coming off the back. Uh, and this was in the snow, so and like almost so. There's the the one round print, and then the two smaller, like almost talons, like points in the snow. He said it almost it reminded him like of a bird of prey, but yet a shape he had never seen before. And that the depth of the print indicated this was a very heavy uh, creature, a very heavy and large creature. Um, There was also weird things that were happening at Bottle Hollow, which is not on the ranch, but it is right next door to the ranch. It is a man-made freshwater reservoir created by the federal government back in 1970. And there were two documented accounts where people saw something flying either in and out of the reservoir or something flying into it. So back in 1998, a police officer. Oh, sorry. I spelled my spit wrong. (laughs) Take two. So in 1998, a police officer said that he saw a glowing blue light enter into the reservoir and then come back out of the reservoir and then fly off into the night sky. In 2002, four young men also indicate seeing a blue light then flying and disappearing into the reservoir. Now, going back to these Native American curses or myths, the Ute believe that these bodies of water are concentrating bad or negative energies and so, making this reservoir there in the 1970s may be attracting whatever negative energies have already been on that land. And the thing is, this this even though I'm talking about how these sightings are happening in the 1900s, there's actually documentation uh, going all the way back to 1776 about this area. So. Right? So 1776, that's a long time ago, Franciscan missionary Silvestre Velez de Escalante uh, documented strange, quote unquote, fireballs in the sky over El Rey. So they were already seeing lights in the sky that was kind of been happening in this area for such a long time. Um, So Another thing that was mentioned, and these are by the locals, is that, yeah, they've seen the lights. The thing, they always describe them as being like these bluish colored lights. But the problem is anytime like you try to record them, it's almost as if it knows that you're recording. Because as soon as you put your camera, your cell phone, the lights get really small and then just disappear. So it's really hard to get photographic evidence. Another thing that was happening with the NIDS is that they're, they would experience equipment failure. That this, uh, this land was kind of emitting this strange electronic field that was either causing their equipment to fail or their equipment would just get destroyed. They would say they would come back and like wires had been ripped apart, like some big creature was coming through and destroying all of their equipment. Like it didn't want them to try to record anything that was happening in this area. Um, so that's another reason why they think that they weren't able to get as much definitive proof. Now in Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. Right now, they're recording their third season. Uh, Their second season is being released. I have only watched a few of the earlier episodes, I haven't seen all of it. They are beginning to uncover some stuff. So, if you watch it, they do a lot of experiments and they are kind of finding some things. One thing that they kind of discovered is that there looks like some sort of metallic mass buried underneath the mesa, and that that might be the reason why it's giving off this weird electromagnetic energy. A theory is that maybe uh, a meteorite hit the basin a long time ago, filled with all of these various metals that are kind of creating all of these weird things that are happening. It accounts maybe for the lights and the electric magnetic stuff that's happening but it really doesn't count for the, the really the creature sightings or the cattle mutilations. Like no one explanation is covering everything that's happening because it's not just lights in the sky. It's not just cattle mutilations. It's not just uh, crop circles. It's like, or Bigfoot and skinwalkers. It's all of these happening all at the same time, and it's really hard to find one thing that explains it, unless you put the meme up of the guy from the History Channel, aliens. Like yeah,
1: <laughs> Giorgio Sucolos.
0: Exactly, <laughs> aliens.
1: That's, that's his name. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he is a personal hero of mine. But
0: yeah. I, I theme love theme. how his hair gets crazier and crazier as the seasons of F- Ancient Aliens kind of progress. Like they almost wanted him to look as if he had just stepped off of an archaeological dig, like been windswept in the desert, just the hair, just everywhere. I love it. When You know, he's just oh. a
1: big stoner, you know?
0: <laughs> so one of us, one of us. Yeah.
1: Your You're going to get a cameo of him for my birthday? <laughs> yeah, for oh my God, me. I would have cried.
0: Yeah. 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 I think it's like
2: 300
0: bucks. Uh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys support the aliens, man. That's okay. I
1: mean, I'm sure it would have been worth it, for sure. But- Instead, he asked my boss to sign a book for me. So, <laughs>
0: oh, well, there you go. You no, know,
1: which I was happy about. It sounds not good, but yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no, but it was good. It was awesome. Yeah, we don't work at Best Buy. No, we don't work at Best Buy now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like,
2: Why has you always signed your
1: book.
2: Wow, this is by Dan Brown, though. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have even heard of it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this isn't even my book. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll sign it. Cool. Um, so, yeah, the aliens seems to be the the thing that might happen. Now, they're not saying that the metallic object is a UFO, but, of course, maybe it's something buried. Another strange thing, and this actually happened when they started digging. So if you watch the secrets of skinwalker ranch you'll become familiar with a man nicknamed dragon um really I know mean, just you watch it you'll understand you'll be like oh dragon dragon is very much against digging on the land now when he came he to the to the land i'm phrasing now when he arrived at the land and his name is um <clears throat> Thomas Winterton, but we call him dragon because, you know, we're cool like that. We're, we're, you know, from, he's the,
1: he's the cool kid at school. Yeah. You know, yeah, he was the one stu- that draws those, those S's on the his stu- notebook.
0: The Stuces, that's what they're called. Yeah. Um, he was skeptical, uh, didn't really believe in any of that and, uh, was told to go ahead and start digging. He's like, sure. Uh, But he felt like something was wrong. He had a bad feeling. He quote unquote said, I've had a feeling of dread or terror come over me and I can't get off, quote, the ranch fast enough. Uh, Then he started to develop like this weird bump on his head, almost as if like uh, the skin was trying to separate from the skull the uh. had no idea what was going on. Like They still can't explain what was happening. And he very much believes it had something to do with him digging on the ranch. Now, other things, aside from weird bumps on the head, that not caused by bacteria, Pat... I mean, maybe bacteria could explain that one, but. <laughs> well, I mean, they can it didn't eat his butthole. His butthole is still intact, as far as I know. Yeah, uh, like, we made sure of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, he, he said pretty much it had a mysterious bump develop on my head pretty rapidly. And over the course of a few days, my scalp completely separated from my skull. Uh, something else that would happen when people would dig. Is again, you would see more light activity coming from the ground, slight tremors, and the sound of like metallic machinery coming from underneath the ground uh, so for him, not a good idea to dig interesting enough though they do have it set up to start digging for oil surrounding that area still on the the mesa though, and so that might be interesting. They might not even publicize what happens with the digging, um, but if what Dragon says is true, they'll probably start digging, and bad things will probably start happening—weird accidents, um, sounds. Uh, the area just does not want you to dig in it. Now, the there are uh, the reservations that are surrounding the area, um, but they don't like to talk. They. It's not that they don't like to talk too much, but probably to do with the Skinwalker myth and all of the various Native American things, Uh, those that are part of the Native American community um, will only reveal so much about what they have witnessed, but they have definitely experienced things uh, in the area. Many times they'll feel that when they see the lights or something going on in the sky, that the best thing to do is to not really give it energy or acknowledgement and just get back inside the house. Um, they'll say that they'll see, you know, glowing eyes out in the dark. Um, they'll see creatures climbing up on the mesa and that the best thing to do is to not act afraid to kind of act in the same way that the wolf and that creature in the tree kind of act just very nonchalant. like, I'm not going to let them bother me. I'm not going to bother you because they'll uh, one of the um, neighbors said that basically if you show fear, that that kind of attracts that energy to them. Um, there was a YouTube channel. Oh, did I save it? Hold on, where they interviewed one of the local residents residents named JMO who has a really interesting business. It's Piccadilly, uh, Piccadilly ice cream, not Piccadilly ice cream, Piccadilly, uh, it's shaved ice with pickles and like syrup on top of it.
1: That sounds good.
0: (laughs) They tasted it. What's his name,
1: J-Mo? Do you got his number? (laughs) I don't
0: have his number, but he's he's located out there. Um, Hold on. Oh man i I had it up and then it just disappeared. Uh, of course, now it's now it's gone. Uh crap. Anyways, oh, Piccadilly talks- Snow Cone. Yes, Piccadilly Snow Cone. Name is JMO. Uh, they have all different types of flavors. They'll take the pickles, they put it on top, and then they use the syrup to caramelize everything. And I believe the the YouTube channel is like the Joy of. Living or something like that. And it's this couple. They go around the country and they interview strange places, haunted places. They went here. Um, they got to camp up there legally at one of the the neighbor's property. There's like a link to where you can contact them. So don't ever try to trespass. The area is just surrounded by either uh, reservations or private property. Like there's really. No way people can be, should be sneaking into this area. Well, anyways, he's, uh, he lives, JMO lives on Skinwalker Ranch, not ranch, Skinwalker Road. And um, the stories that he was talking, and this is a weird one. Uh, They had built fencing around their house and they built it after uh, using old pieces of wood from the gym bleachers when they were getting rid of the old one, so long planks. And the thing about the bleachers is that what do high schoolers do with their gum? They stick it underneath the bleachers. So their fencing had all this old pieces of gum that had been stuck along the boards. Well, they come, well, they wake up one day and they go outside and they had, they saw that someone or something had come along and scraped off all the old pieces of gum and the pieces of gum disappeared. Like, first of all, who, who's going to do that? Like they weren't even going to bother doing that because what's the point? That's gross. You know, it's just going to be a fence. It's going to be outside, let the weather deal with it. But they saw these weird tracks. And again, you're ta- they were talking about like the three points again, like, Something with three toes, they couldn't tell what it was, because they had never seen these tracks before. He kind of equated it to being like a a hoof or something like that, and that there were, and they showed them the the scrape marks of them going after the gum, and it's like these three very distinct, distinct scrape marks of them trying to get uh those pieces of gum off of the wooden fence. And who who? That's not really a joke that you know kids are going to do like ho ho ho. Let's scrape off of this old nasty gum. But it might be something that uh, an alien might do to collect a whole bunch of different pieces of alien DNA or human DNA. Human DNA. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you're looking, that's then something a crime scene investigator would do like who murdered, well, we're going to go yeah. to the gym and we know the murderer was probably sitting here. So we're going to scrape off all the gum and test out their DNA. That's, I can only think of why would you want pieces of gum unless you wanted that DNA that might still be in there or something like that. So yeah. Or no one wants to chew old nasty gum that's been there for like 30 years. Um, so that's uh that's kind of some of the neighbors' stories um and then, but there's also stuff that people just don't talk about um one of the other neighbors Stacy uh said, "Oh, something really weird happened with his with his daughter when she was only maybe two or three years old uh she was in the living room with his father, and she was on the couch by the window, kind of just going back and forth and, babbling and talking like, you know, toddlers will do. But it seemed like she was having a, a conversation with someone to the point where his dad, so her, the little girl's grandfather was like, hey, uh, uh who are you talking to over there? And she says, oh, I'm, I'm talking to my friend. And they just want to let us know that, that they don't want to harm us at all. And that that's was the conversation. A yeah. Yeah. It's not like the, you know, with a little toddler, a little kid, you would expect him to be like, oh, that's my friend, Tommy Clown Hole. And he likes to make me. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean the buttholes and clowns and holes. It's just I would, holes. I would
1: be disturbed if that was my kid's friend. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Tommy the clown, oh, the clown So, you hole. know, Tommy the clown or something Whoa. like that. Something that. So ominous. Um, <laughs> may, maybe there's healing properties in cow buttholes that we have not <laughs>
2: found yet.
0: Yeah, I don't know what is so interesting. Why anal probes? Why are a, uh, aliens so fascinated with the rectums of the creatures here in the United States or in uh, planet Earth?
1: Um, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it probably has more to do with them trying to get the feces of the animal or the gut bacteria, maybe.
0: I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, uh, speaking of cattle mutilations, if you want a reference to that or want to the American horror story. The most recent season that came out, the double feature, the second one talks about aliens and goes into its own theories, but also kind of talks about those cattle mutilations because that's kind of a thing that's connected with aliens.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, So missing cow rectums. Um, So now uh, the ranch is owned by someone else. So back in 2016, now remember, Robert Bigelow purchased the land for $200,000, but this was back in 1996. He sold it to uh, the Adminthium, Ad, Adminthium Holdings for $500,000 in 2016. That's not too bad. This doesn't really sound like somebody that's there to make a huge profit. Yeah. And then, uh, Brad, Brad Frugal uh, now owns that land and him and the history channel, they've kind of come together to do their own investigations. And that's where you can see it on the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, some of the theories that's coming out is that this is an area with various portals. Uh, the Shermans, you know, talked about seeing portals open up and spaceships flying out and hearing voices yeah. Uh, talking to them, uh, even even some telepathic communication as well with these beings, and mm-hmm. that maybe the skinwalkers or whatever there that there are uh, protectors of these various portals uh, that might be happening, uh, that there might be a spaceship or something else that related to the aliens that have been buried underneath the mesa and why they're very protective of that area as well. While you see them out and about the creatures at night, uh, why they don't want anybody to start digging, uh, why they don't want humans to be investigating in this area, that it's almost uh, a a kind of agreement between the humans that live on the land of you leave us alone, we'll leave you alone. And that may be the reason why the Shermans might have been experiencing so much um that the that the previous owners had it was maybe they were just giving it too much attention i mean they saw right. the wolf that was scaring wolf that was scaring them the cattle mutilations like they were just giving in to a lot of that fear and anxiety that was kind of just feeding this energy whereas many yeah. of the other residents around the area have a more nonchalant like they know this stuff is happening but it's kind of like if you just accept it or you turn the other way you really don't have to to deal with it like sure we'll see the glowing eyes out there but don't give it too much attention you know not to be out there after dark you know not to do this like there's certain rules and that they can play well with each other but uh ranch is one of the most highly studied paranormal activity at paranormal active uh place here in the united states because they're still doing Research out there. Uh, there's also a lot of skeptics. You know, Joe Rogan did his own thing. Like, it's just a scam that uh, these people are are making this stuff up so they can continue uh-huh. to sell this land. Although I think it would make more money, <coughs> oil or the metal or good. Yeah. good I just feel like doing this scientific research spends a lot more money than they would be getting on, and it's not. You can't go to Skinwalker Ranch. You can't visit Skinwalker Ranch. So it's not like there's tourism that can happen there. It's in a very secluded area. So they're not making money off of that. It really wasn't well known to the public until about 2005. And NIDS was doing a lot of their research between 2006, um, yeah, to 1990, sorry, 1996, and <clears throat> in 2000, sorry, 2016. So it really doesn't make too much sense of why, why create all of this attention that, yeah, I get it. You're going to try to make money, but you could make money if you're using the land for ranching, oil, mm-hmm. mining, that kind of like gold there are precious metals that could be down there. But again, that's that's not happening. So that's when, you know, the skeptics are coming in with their own theories that it might be like a collective thing that they're all having the same hallucination or it's weather balloons or swamp gases or just ele- electric interference. It's like they're, like I was saying before, there's not one theory that covers the whole thing. And I feel like the Shermans were treated like the family that lived in the uh, Amity Amity house uh-huh. that they were also said to be faking it, that they wanted to get mm. out of having to pay for it and that kind of thing. But then there's that documentary where they talk to the grown son, like my own Amity horror. And he mm. was saying, nope, the, we, there was really nothing in it for us. We didn't really benefit from having yeah. that kind of negative attention on us Because the general public, most people are going to be like, they're crazy, they're kooky, yeah. they're lying, you're not going to be taken seriously. Um, so I think that there is something strange happening out on Skinwalker Ranch. I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with the Native American curse, only because, like I mentioned, there had been sightings happening as far back as 1776, and that apparently this curse didn't come into play until the 1860s. That's almost uh, 90 years afterwards. So, and, you know, I think that um, that the, the whole idea of the skinwalkers or what they have been seeing there has been there for a much longer time. And that it wasn't because of a recent Native American curse or anything like that. I really do think that if it is anything, they are portals maybe from another dimension or another world that the that the veil is very thin between whatever worlds we have out there and that that's why they're just seeing so much activity. Um, unless you're trying to document it, they say people that go to visit Skinwalker Ranch, if you are set on seeing Bigfoot or aliens or any activity, you'll probably see it. Unless you're trying to document it, because isn't that how everything happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I hope you learned something new that you didn't didn't know before from your own research.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and I don't was, even uh, remember anything that I said
2: in <laughs> that old. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I learned that bacteria is out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this,
2: there's no way. That yeah.
0: was or maybe that was a theory given because there are those that know more than us and don't want us to know what's actually happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that That's there so is
1: scary, though.
0: serious money in cow anuses that they don't want the general public yeah. to gain knowledge of. Yeah, right. it's, it's really, true.
1: it's really where gold comes from. Yeah. Yeah, like the vanilla flavoring in Beaver Butts.
0: Who knew? Up. Beaver's assholes tasted like vanilla. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. glands or something that they yeah. use. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that I means yes.
2: Yeah, so, like, like... so one person was just like <laughs> one person. one had to have tried it to be for like, the listeners.
1: He was mimicking putting a finger in a butthole and then putting it in his mouth.
0: <laughs> <I'm total listening. laughs> yeah, yeah like for science, that I'm going to taste this. It. Oh, vanilla, like. I also feel like it'd be harder to get the extract from beaver butthole than it would be to grow vanilla beans. Like how lucrative is that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't know if
0: yeah. beaver farms, are there Are there farms just full of beavers? Maybe they, maybe they
2: grow like crazy. They're like rabbits. And fucking yeah,
0: but somebody farm. has to then express the anal glands to get the vanilla flavoring.
2: They're genetically altered. They just have giant anal.
0: Oh, that's disgusting. Also, that seems a lot more work than just growing vanilla beans.
2: <laughs> You're right.
0: Yeah. You're right. Oh. Well um, on that
1: standard. Uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing all of that with us.
0: So this will be the uh the podcast then to be the one about the cow anuses.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: There you go.
2: Yep.
0: Did talk a lot about cow buttholes. So
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> um but yeah but no thanks for doing all that research and uh sharing all that with us
0: more like if you watch secret of skinwalker ranch it's going to go into more depth of all of the different stuff that they're doing uh some of the footage that they have caught uh the lights um doing some like uh, l- l- shining lasers onto the mesa, trying to see what's underneath the ground, but no digging. Dragon is very much against digging in that area. Mm. So, <laughs> who knows?
1: Yeah, no, that's really scary. That's like really, really scary. Yeah. I, I wouldn't imagine. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine how terrifying it must be to feel that isolated too on that amount of property. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah, just to, to be that, that is nightmare fuel
0: right there. Cause yeah, it is. It's not, it's not like the lights are coming from a rave or a bunch of kids going out four wheeling. Um, one of the neighbors Stacy was saying that his own mother saw the lights but she thought it was him because, you know, she was older. She was suffering fr- from slight dementia. And I guess she uh, was looking outside and saw the lights and called him. And he was asleep and saying, what are you doing out there? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, all the lights. What What are, what are you doing out there? And he was in bed and he had no idea what she was talking about. And that's how common these lights are showing up. And yeah. you've, I'm sure you can look up footage, um, but it really... It it really does look like a, a light effect that there is somebody out there shining all of these lights and they're, and they're popping up in the most random spots. They're not coming up in just one area. Um, they're, bam, by a tree, by a rock off in the horizon. It almost looks like lightning in the horizon, but then when you see it, you can't really see where the source is. It's so freaking weird. It's hard to explain because um, it, it's... It's it's like like a Hollywood movie. Like somebody out there is shining like floodlights on this like these different parts of the desert and you have no idea where it's coming from. Maybe it's the bacteria, maybe the anal bacteria is expressing light and being very bioluminescent or something.
1: We'll we'll try to post, share some videos on our Facebook of this.
0: Yeah.
1: On the My Weird Little Podcast facebook and they post a link to it
0: there is uh the there are the neighbors that are offering a campsite for people that want to be there legally of course you do still have to remain on the the right side of the property and you can't be trespassing into the skinwalker ranch so like there's still rules that if you want to be respectful and you want to experience yourself you can do it legally Without trespassing onto any of the Indian reservations, onto Squinton Walker Ranch, or any of the other cattle ranchers, like that's something mm-hmm. I hope people respect because that is other people's land, and we shouldn't have a bunch of yahoos from the city wanting to see aliens. And apparently, if you just go down to southern Utah, go out to the desert, you're probably going to see something. So,
1: yeah, yes. that's scary. I know we're going to like a haunted hotel and a house next week but i don't i don't want to camp overnight at skinwalker ranch i'm just gonna put that out there that's what you guys are gonna to have to do on your own
0: like, like, <laughs> I, I, don't know. I, I don't think there's any been recorded of missing anuses in any of the places that we're going to be visiting yeah no point, so
2: yeah,
0: right. yeah. that's the <laughs> scary part like I I I want all my body parts. To yeah. I don't want to get abducted. I yeah, don't. Yeah. I don't
1: there's no there. San Diego anus snatcher.
0: <laughs> San Diego <laughs> anus snatcher
1: out there that I know of. Yeah, I still haven't done my research on Old Town, but that's
0: true, yeah. San Diego yeah. anus snatcher
1: might be a guy that folks a
0: hole into yeah, I think anus snatcher Ooh. is now going to be my next D and D character's name.
1: Uh, that's <laughs> Come from he comes from a long line of anus
0: snatchers. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, good money from snatching anuses from bovines. <laughs> yeah, that's how. That's how he. And and the next his big thing is now he needs a dragon anus because that's where the big money is.
2: Yeah,
0: just to core out a dragon butthole and sell it. Who cares a shit about the dragon heart or horns or teeth or claws? No, 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 no. It's all about the dragon anus. I think i'm onto something
1: like uh what is that whale stuff ambergris
0: ambergris but that's like vomit that's from when they eat squid and it all congeals and they throw it up
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: so i guess maybe the dragon anus is the ambergris of D. &D. well i'll talk to josh
1: we'll talk to josh yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right uh Well, yeah. Should we finish? Should we end this thing? Sure. All right. So um, thank you for sharing all of that wonderful information about Skinwalker Ranch. That was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. yeah. To all of my listeners, please uh, follow us on Instagram at my weird little podcast and uh, the other stuff that Facebook, I forgot all social medias. Other um, stuff. Facebook. Um
0: Meta, just whatever Meta is in control of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I have been making TikToks. You can look at them if you want to. Um and uh yeah. Uh please listen to our other podcast, Hollywood Taunted, the podcast. We will be coming out with new content pretty soon now because apparently you all listen to that too. So Uh, Thank you for listening to that. And um, please email us any suggestions on weird topics you want to talk about at myweirdlittlepodcast at gmail.com. And stay spooky, everyone. Ooh! Ooh. Ooh, Uh (laughs) Wayness!
0: Cow butthole! (laughs)